Right. I'm living my life. And that is what is happening. When we think that we are hurting the other person, we're actually hurting ourselves more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast, where we dig deep into Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom benefits, and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm your host, Trish Jones, and just to say, it's all good. Hey everybody, this is Trish and I just want to welcome you to another episode of Kingdom Switch and I'm here again with the lovely Francesca McDowell. Say hi Fran. Hi everyone. So you've probably seen Fran on either Kingdom Switch or The Influential Woman uh, before and I love having Fran on. Thank you very much uh, Fran for um, coming on again. Uh, We've actually just done another recording so this is why we've got the same clothes on, right? (laughs) just want to say that because you know us us women are like right we need to go change the clothes but we didn't but uh, anyway we've done two recordings back to back and um, so effectively last week um, we are focusing on the Lord's Prayer and we've been breaking down the Lord's Prayer starting obviously from our Father who art in heaven and then the last episode we recorded forgive us our trespasses but we wanted to break forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us we wanted to break them into two parts so last week in essence was the first part this week which is actually for us just a couple of moments later (laughs) is part two right and the last episode we focused more on forgive us our trespasses and the freedom that that brings and so we are we were focusing on what it looks like for the gift of forgiveness from God's perspective to us a gift of God to us this week we're focusing more on what it looks like for us to forgive and let it go right so um let me just say this that unforgiveness is a trap it's a bait. John Bevere calls it the bait of Satan. I don't have that book and I've never read it, but I've heard it is very good. It's about offense. I don't know whether you've read it, Fran. I haven't, no. No, no. But he talks about um, unforgiveness and taking offense and he talks about the bait. So what we want to talk about today is that bait and what happens when we fall into that trap and we choose not to forgive Jesus not only said, forgive us our sins, he says, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so we were talking last time about the fact that we are already forgiven, which is a gift that God has given us. Jesus isn't going to go back on the cross again because he's already finished it. But in order to live in that freedom, not only do we have to accept that we have been forgiven, but we also have to forgive others. Yeah. It's also interesting that it's it doesn't say if, but it says as. And so by mere reason the fact that we live here on planet Earth amongst other human beings means that people are going to do us wrong and do us harm and we have an opportunity to forgive them. You know, it can be something so innocent sometimes. Somebody mistakenly brushes past you or they hurt you or they say something, you know, out of frustration. But also we know other things happen where people intentionally cause us harm, but we've almost been pre-warned that we are going to have to forgive or have the opportunity to forgive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's so very true. And where is that scripture where it says, woe to those who take offence? That's the, I know that's not King James, right? But there is a scripture in there, woe to those who take offense. And effectively what it means is that we've taken offense and we're holding on to it, right? And so we become, we become the victim. But as I heard somebody say, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a very powerful powerful visual reminder and you know and especially like if you grew up like me watching a lot of these disney movies you know back in the day (laughs) (laughs) and you've got the goodies and the baddies and Mm. 
you know, the body's always tried to get somebody to get ill or die and this yeah. tiny little vial of poison that they would often drink, but it had the power to destroy their whole life, yeah. you know? And so imagine you're over here thinking that, yeah, they're going to die, but actually it's you because you're yeah. holding on to unforgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. yeah no and, I, 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 and I think it's important to say that we get that this is not easy or it's a walk in the park because you know no one's here saying oh it's just so easy and obviously you and i have both got stories of trauma you know which meant that a lot of harm was done and then there had to be some forgiveness but what, what we're also trying to do is to emphasize that forgiveness forgiving others it's for you it's for us yeah yes absolutely and as i said in the previous episode you know, when it comes to forgiveness or being hurt, it's like, I need you to hurt because you hurt me. Mm. And Jesus is saying, let it go. Don't even hold on to the offense. There's no need for you to hold on to the offense because guess what? I've forgiven you, right, of your offenses towards me. And I need you to be free and not be offended by what that person did but 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 god you know they ought to be punished well leave it to god uh, i think it was mark victor twain said that in all in order to hold somebody down you have to be down there holding them down so if you think that by not forgiving somebody that they deserve it and <laughs> i feel so good you don't actually realize that the damage that you're doing to yourself and and i know that um we, we, we touched on this in the previous episode. But unforgiveness is actually also very physical because it leaves traces, yeah. not just on your physique, on your mood, how easy it is to get you triggered, to get you angry. But because unforgiveness is very much at the soul level, it also causes issues in your body. And so this is where you get sicknesses from. This is where we get stumbling blocks, where we can't do certain things. You know, we're struggling in certain areas, whether it's in relationships or our finances, in our health. All of those things have a major, major impact from our unforgiveness. And I was speaking to Fran the other evening when I called her up in the middle of the football. <laughs> All was Fran. forgiven. <laughs> I even, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe that Fran wasn't watching the football. I mean, <laughs> and it was England versus Wales as well. <laughs> yeah, at least it wasn't as irritating as the England versus America, but I don't want to talk about that game. But <laughs> yeah, when I rang Fran up, I was explaining to Fran that in 2004, I went to a seminar in America and uh, T. Harvecker was doing a seminar called um, seminar called um, Millionaire Mind Intensive. And effectively what he was saying, and, and he says so in his book as well, uh, it's called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. You can't have a millionaire mind and have bitterness towards other people. And what I was saying to Fran was, this was this, in, in essence a secular um <laughs> secular seminar and i'm sat there going god why is this guy teaching me stuff that i should be hearing in church <laughs> and yeah. he said basically we, we spent nearly two days on unforgiveness and forgiveness and one thing that he made us do we had to think about who do we need to forgive and guess what they were either dead or alive. Mm. So we think that because the person might be dead, we don't have to forgive them because it's it's fine. But forgiveness is a choice, right? And yeah. sometimes, as, as Fran said, we've gone through traumas, but we, we've been given free will. Do we choose to forgive or not? And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we might feel that they don't deserve it, but we're not forgiving somebody for their sakes necessarily we're forgiving them for our sake and i believe yeah. that when we make a choice that we're going to forgive god will step up step 
in and meet us with where we're at. It's like I've made a decision. God, I know it's hard. I don't feel that that person deserves to be forgiven. But because I know that you're so good, because I know what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross, and because I know that I'm going to forfeit some of the mm -hmm. gifts that you have for me, if I don't make this choice to forgive, yeah. I'm going to forgive and I'm asking you to help me to forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's very, it's very deep, it's very profound. And there's lots of arguments around that, you know, can we ever truly forget certain things? And I think forgiveness and forgetting and aren't always fully connected, but we can still forgive fully, yeah. you know. Um, I, I was, when, when you were saying about, it's like us drinking poison on the other person, hoping or thinking they're going to die. I remember this um, time when I used to teach Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And I teach some very active eight and nine year olds. This was like many years ago. Yeah, I won't tell you how many because I might be showing my age. But, um... <laughs> well, I'm older than you, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now I get like to say that you know now I've hit a certain mark. But um... <laughs> yeah, gosh, I'm but not even remember... saying that mark because it will make me want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but I remember when this parent came up to me one time. Now. Just to give a little context, I saw this parent every Sunday. Hi, how are you? How how are the children with your twin boys? Like, yeah, they're fine, no problem. So we'd been conversing for mm -hmm. well over six months, if not a year. And one day she says to me, you know, Sister Fran, because that's how they used to talk to me in, back in the day, can I have a word with you? I'm like, yes, of course, you know, thinking it was about the children. And she said, I have to tell you that I have to ask you to forgive me. And I was like, what, what for and she said I've been holding bitterness against you for the last year and I want to say I'm sorry I was absolutely taken aback because I had no clue I am living my life doing what I'm doing serving in church happy as Larry not knowing that there'd been an incident where I where you know how children can be they listen and then they forget very easily so they've been playing with some equipment they shouldn't have been touching and i told them several times very politely and then i said you know what sometimes children just need to realize that if they get hurt i've told them like i can't always mm -hmm. keep telling them so mm -hmm. i had left them right to kind of you know learn the hard way yeah. and the parent was so upset with me about this incident and the children weren't harmed they were fine safe bloody but she carried offense and she carried bitterness. And so every time she saw me, she was thinking about all oh, that sister Fran didn't do well. She didn't treat the children right, this, that, and the other, and was so angry. Yet I didn't have a clue. And her unforgiveness, her bitterness, her resentment didn't touch me a single bit. So when sometimes we feel like, or when we have been offended or when, we need to forgive you know we can often think well yeah i'm gonna show them that person may not even realize you know us being unforgiving toward them may not be impacting them the slightest but guarantee it's eating us up on the inside <laughs> fran i'm laughing right because that is just so i'm gonna share my story in a minute of uh when that happened with me but uh how you were just like, yeah, you're just living your life. Literally, I, I had to, it, and it was such a shock because I was like, to be fair, I didn't even remember the incident until she told me because when you're working with children, things happen just all so, the time. And, and right? things just move so quickly because one Absolutely. incident happens and then you're focusing on another incident. But yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a similar story, right? So this was when Elodie was, um, I won't say what school because again, I don't, you know, don't want to identify people. But anyway, um, one day I had a phone call from one of the parents and she said to me, Trish, I've got an apology to make to you. And I said, apology for what? She said, have you not noticed that the last year, again, this was a year fan, the last year, I've not spoken to you. And I went, no. I said, I kind of noticed in the playground that you were a little bit quiet, but I know that she'd been going through a lot with her work and I just assumed that it was her work. And I was like, no. And what had happened, we had gone to a match and I was talking, basically the parents were divorced, right? 
So this particular girl, her parents were divorced and um, the dad would always be at the game. The mum would only come occasionally. And the mum came on this occasion and I'm speaking to the, the father and the grandmother. And then I go over and I speak to the mum. And that's how I am, right? Elodie used to say that to me. You could go in the playground and you don't care who you speak to. It could be a year one mother. It could be a year six mother. I'm just going to flex and just talk to everybody. So anyway, I'd said to her, come along to match tea. Match right. tea, by the way, is just tea, coffee, sandwiches, cakes, etc. Sometimes it can be hot food, but basically whoever hosts the match, whichever school hosts the match, they would then put on some food afterwards and they call it match tea. Right. And um, she said, no, I don't want to because it's going to put pressure on the child and you know, dad's here, blah, blah, blah. And I said, that's okay. You know, don't let him lose, make you lose having that relationship with your child. Come to match mm. tea. And she was like, no, 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 no. And uh, and I said, okay, fair enough. I said, but if you do come, I'll sit with you, right? The whole time, I won't leave you. And she said, no, I'm not going to go because it's going to make it difficult for, you know, the child. So I went, all right, then, okay, I'll see you next time. Anyway, we go into match tea. And next thing is, the person turns up and I was like oh wow you've come and uh, she said yeah so I did what I said I was going to do I sat with her so she didn't feel awkward and you know when she was going she said oh cheers Trish you know see you soon so she was ringing me because she saw me speaking to the dad so well and the grandmother then I must be against her listen I would speak to the father and the grandmother and her name didn't come up because in fact, actually I had said to one of the parents one day, if he says anything about the mother, I'm going to say, do you realize that when you're cursing the mother, you're cursing your child. So don't do it. So sure. we never had to have that conversation because it just didn't come up. And yeah. she said, and, and let me just <laughs> Let me just say this. This has happened to me on a number of occasions, right? And so far as I have to say to people, I'm a big woman, you know, or grown woman. That means, you know, <laughs> right? I'm a grown. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm black, right? <laughs> yeah, we say I'm a big woman. <laughs> you are like a, a grown up, grown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a grown woman. Nobody yeah. tells me who I should and shouldn't speak to. Nobody. And so... You know, just because I have a conversation with somebody doesn't mean that. Let me tell you as well. Just because I have a conversation with you does not mean that I condone your behavior. Mm. Yeah. And this is the same with God. He wants a relationship with us, but it doesn't mean that he condones our behavior. And so going back to what you were saying, Fran, I, like you, had zero idea that this person was holding this offense against me. So when they told me, I was like, huh? when I came off the phone, I had to go tell Chris, I'm like, am I like insensitive or something? You know, Because I'm living my life. As you say, I'm, yeah. I'm living my life. And that is what is happening. When we think that we are hurting the other person, we're actually hurting ourselves more. Can you remember, yeah. Fran, you and I did that episode on the influential woman where we talked about redeeming love. Yeah. Yeah. And we said about, uh, what was the girl? Miriam said to Angel, uh, I can't remember what episode this is. I'm actually going to put it in the notes for anybody who would be interested in going and listening to it. But we talked about community there and Miriam said to Angel, in effect, the more that you're trying to pull away from everybody and not wanting people to get to know what your past was like, the more you're not hurting us, you're hurting you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and this is it, sometimes we get it so twisted because we just sit in our own way of thinking and we stay stuck, you yes. know, and we don't realise that we're the ones that are hurting. Yeah. We're the ones that are being damaged and we get into this almost a self-righteous attitude. Well, they don't deserve my forgiveness. They yeah. don't deserve to be released from whatever holds, but they're already free because actually, and you know, sometimes what we don't know is that 
that person who did the wrong has already asked the Lord to forgive them. Yes. And that that's yeah. why they're walking yeah. in freedom. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you then still remain yeah. in bondage. And also it's interesting you should say that, Fran, because I was gonna say there are also people who literally could have been horrible to you, but because that's part of their nature, sadly, even if you were to tell them and you play the recording of the video of what happened, oh my gosh. it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they'll deny it. The, absolutely. So what are you going to do? Live your life based on the fact that they, um, they, 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 they're not admitting that they did something wrong to you. Right. Yes. Go on. Go on. Oh, I feel so, I feel so strongly about this. Um, so some of you who are watching may have already read my book, Surviving Spiritual Abuse, but the title in itself would indicate some of the things that I have experienced and similarly that Trish has experienced as well. And there was a time when I was saying to God, but how can I forgive them? Because they've never said sorry. That's right. They've never yeah. acknowledged wrong. And it, it held me stuck for so long mm -hmm. until I had the revelation or the understanding that actually... I don't need to hear and I'm sorry mm -hmm. or please forgive me to forgive because Jesus didn't have that experience. You know, he is our perfect example. Mm -hmm. And I know people will say, yeah, but Jesus is God. And I'm like, well, yes, he is God. But when he was on earth, he was fully man, right? That's right. So we had, he had all yeah. the same experiences, feelings mm -hmm. and all of that. And actually those who crucified him never said sorry. But Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He made a decision, not out of emotion, because yeah. let's get the context so I can feel a preach coming on. But again, <laughs> Go, <that>. girl. <laughs> but, you know, the context of being in pain that I think you and I will never yeah. fully understand, oh, that God. excruciating pain. And we know pain is both physical, but also psychological, yes. like the torment. Yeah that he went through, but yet he made a conscious decision of his will, not an mm. emotional decision, not a decision mm. out of a response of, oh, I'm really sorry, but no, no, no. He made a, a just a conscious will, a conscious decision out of his will to say, you know what, yeah. Father, forgive them, I forgive them. Yeah. And yeah. then that is also our opportunity. Yeah. Our opportunity to forgive those who do very, very harmful and damaging things because I believe as we forgive and we're released, that's the opportunity then for healing to come. Amen. Because if we see offence or unforgiveness as a wound, if we're still harbouring it and prodding and poking it, it's still going to be infected and tender. But when we just let it go and we release it, then there's room for healing. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, um, Fran. That is so very powerful. That really is so powerful. And I, I've written it down in my notes about the fact that they don't have to say sorry. We we can wait for that sorry. And if it never comes, are we then going to live our lives out of they didn't say sorry? Yeah. Because in essence, Jesus died so that our sins might be forgiven and the offense that they called, caused us might be healed, right? So it doesn't make any difference whether or not the person says, I'm sorry or not. And I, I like you, uh, Fran, actually just kept saying that that person needs to say sorry to me. And God had to speak to me and let me know, A, you ain't going to get that sorry and ask me, B, do you want to live? And in fact, um, again, I'm going to be careful how I dress this up. But uh, somebody who really wronged me um, recently wasn't well. And um, when I heard, I felt really sad. And I actually came upstairs and I said, do you know what, God? I know that I'd forgiven that person, but it's like, you know, sometimes when you forgive somebody, but everything they do just irritates you, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of want to complain about everything they do. So whilst you say you've forgiven, you're like, oh, just hearing their voice. I just, yeah. And I just said, God, do you know what? 
I don't even want this person to die with me on their heart. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forget. And I said, God, I know that sometimes certain things might come up, but Holy Spirit, let me remember that I've chosen to forgive. So I don't keep going back there. So every time they might say something, you know, I hear their voice or whatever. Let me not be irritated. They don't have to think like me. That's they don't have to think like me if we think about different personalities. And that's why I said that there are those people who have the kind of personality that they will step on your toe and then twist as they're stepping on your toe and walk away and think nothing. They go to their bed and sleep like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, it's true. Very sadly. But yeah, there are people like that. Yeah. And so if you get one, (laughs) you get somebody like that literally lay it down at the cross yeah yeah Yeah. thank god for the fact that you have the gift of healing that you can move on you know often when people upset me right i have this phrase where i say i take it to jesus Mm. and i do cry sometimes over the way that people can just be so petty with you you know you ask them a question and they can be quite harsh And I will go to my bed at night. I was talking to Chris the other night, actually, about something. And I said, Chris, I actually started crying. It wasn't him, by the way. (laughs) Um, He he was my shoulder that I was crying on. And I told him, Chris, I was really upset. And I said, I started crying. And you, um, uh, um, I thought I was waking him up. And I said, I quickly kind of like shut up because I said, I didn't Mm. want to wake you up. And you say to me, why am I crying? But I said, this particular thing hurt me right Mm. but I had to realize that if I don't give it to Jesus yeah let me tell you something that I did one evening somebody really hurt me and um, I'm telling you some people can just say some spiteful things you know this was a few years ago and I couldn't sleep and I got out my bed and I said Lord I need you to help me because this person hurt me so badly I feel broken you know you know, when you've heard bad news, right? And you kind of like have that, it's more than a flutter. It's like your heart feels like it's gonna, it's gonna fail. Yeah. This is how I felt, right? And I came into my office and I got my journal and I wrote in my journal, Lord, I want to release this person. This is what they did, but I don't want to feel like this any longer. And yeah. I want you to heal me from this hurt. And I wrote a whole page And I said something at the end, like, now I'm leaving it to you, God. And I went back to bed and I started crying. I remember still I was crying. The next thing is, it was like it was supernatural. I woke Mm. up like seven hours later and I felt as right as right. I tell you, even now thinking about it. I woke up about seven hours. And it was, honestly, I woke up and I was, and you know when something's bothering you, right? And you wake up and the first thing you think about is that thing that was bothering you. I was actually yeah. awake before I thought, hold on, what happened? <laughs> like, yeah. And I started thanking God for healing my heart because literally he had done some heart surgery. Yeah, that's so powerful. And that to me is the absolute demonstration or the illustration of forgiveness. And when we forgive yeah. others, it brings us into freedom. Yeah. You know, and that um, for me, when you were writing or journaling it down, that was then a conscious decision. It was an yeah. act of your will. Yeah. And even if you didn't, because sometimes I know I felt like, oh, but I don't feel like I've forgiven. You know, we have to know that it's a decision and it's a choice, but we may have to do it a few times, you know, because we, we are so imperfect um, and our minds are so quick to run back to that very thing that I remember probably daily, Lord, I forgive and release so-and-so-and-so-and-so. I forgive and release so-and-so. And just because yeah. it helped me to, it was a reminder to myself that I'd already made this decision. Yeah. And That's actually, really yeah, what was left was the wounds that needed healing, yeah. Yeah. but I had released them. And let me tell you, when you walk into healing after you've forgiven, you can look at the person who's done you so much wrong and harm and they have a supernatural love and care for yeah. them yes. that you yourself couldn't do. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the relationship's brought back into reconciliation or restoration because mm-hmm. that takes two people. But from your perspective, 
you're free and you don't hold it against them. And that feels good. Feels yeah. so good. Fran, you just said something and I'm glad you reminded me because I'd forgotten. Forgiveness only takes one person. Yes. So you absolutely. can always forgive. Reconciliation Ooh. takes two people and it may or may not happen. This is what I say as well. A dog has, has a propensity to bite, yeah? And if it's a particular breed of dog... And you mess with that dog, he's going to bite you. You ain't going to go mess with the dog when you know you're going to be bitten. So sometimes you can forgive somebody, but it don't mean, this is what I say, I can forgive you, but it don't mean you and I are going to eat from the same table. And yeah. only because I know that you're like, what is that um, that spider where they, 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 they got claws and they, not spider, what are they called? They, they almost look like, like um, piranha, fish, piranha fish. Well, they're, it's not piranha. These are black. It's, it, they almost look like crabs. They've got um, tentacles like crabs and they, they, they will sting you. Uh, I can't think what it what it is. It, it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, whatever. Piranha's good at a good... Why well, I mention a fish, I don't know when you mentioned a spider. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It was the principle of, of, of it biting. Yeah, so what, whatever it is going to bite you, right? They have a... Oh, okay, let's take a bee because everybody knows what a bee's like. Yeah, you play with that bee or that wasp and it's going to sting you because it has a propensity to sting sadly some people just have a propensity to hurt <laughs> they can't hurt themselves i help themselves as um joyce meyer would say hurting people hurt other people yeah yeah absolutely and and so you know you you can't you can't focus on the fact that because they've stung you you have to reconcile with them because as as fran yeah. said it takes two but what you do Absolutely. have to do, go on, Fran. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was also thinking around um, that if you know, if we're meant to live a life where we are forgiving other people, mm -hmm. it doesn't also make sense, like you said, to keep ourselves in situations where we know that person's going to hurt us or offend us, and so then we need to keep we keep need to keep going back into forgiving them, which is why also we have yeah. to establish healthy boundaries yeah, because, absolutely. like some people just have a propensity to cause us harm and damage yeah. and taking it a step further I believe well the Bible teaches that the value placed on our lives is Jesus so Jesus dying on the cross for us was so much demonstrated the value that we have in our father's eyes so then how dare us let us intentionally be in situations that would cause us harm and damage right yeah because the bible you know, says and, guard, uh, guard sorry go on fran yes yeah no absolutely yeah guard your heart right you um, guard absolutely. your heart yeah yeah, yeah. you guard your heart <laughs> yeah yes. yeah absolutely and which is why for some people the struggle with oh but if i forgive it means that i've got to be best friends with them again well actually no it doesn't you know it doesn't yeah no no you know something... after jesus rose from yeah rose he went back to his disciples he didn't go back to the pharisees and sadducees and those you know religious leaders who had done him harm yeah, he went to yeah. his followers yeah yeah absolutely because those were the ones he was going to influence because that's yeah. the other thing if you cannot be around somebody where you're going to influence them and they're going to influence you in a positive way why do you want to be around them anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah why do you want to be around them any every way you listen sometimes i just gotta love you from a distance yeah and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that i just gotta love you from a distance and listen we're cool because you know i can say hi to you i can even hug you i can you know uh talk about you know how's things going blah 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 but we just ain't bff nope. <laughs> so, yeah and and i and and this is where we've got to exercise wisdom Right. We we really have got to exercise wisdom and not think that forgiveness means that I have to, you know, start giving you things, inviting you around, <laughs> invite, invite you around. Next thing is you're doing harm to my kids. Let me stop there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. I love that use. It is wisdom. You know, it's wisdom yeah. to know 
who or who cannot be restored back into relationship with you. Yeah. Because also, if somebody isn't repentant and there isn't an acknowledgement of the harm they've done, they need to either work on themselves or actually just sh- showing their character. Yeah, you know, and yeah. we have to accept that some people that's just who they are. Yeah, and we can desire for them to change all we want, but actually, it's their own choice to change. Yes. What we can do is keep ourselves in right standing with God. And like you said, you know, guarding, guarding our hearts. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and again, we've had the freedom because Christ has forgiven us. Give that person the opportunity of having that freedom. If they choose not to acknowledge what they've done, let God deal with them. But with us harboring a grudge against them, an offense against them, going back to what I was saying about John Bevere's book, the bait of Satan, do we've bitten the bait and we've taken offense. And now not only are we holding us bondage, we're holding somebody else bondage. But since Christ has already forgiven us of our sins, our trespasses, our debts, and, and whilst we're talking about debts, debts too, right? Money. So if we can let go of that person and we, sorry, we have the freedom from Christ, the gift, I should say, from Christ to actually release us. Why do we want to hold on to somebody else and Mm. keep them down? So as you say, Fran, we may not know that they've actually asked for forgiveness, but then what we're doing is that we are holding them back by not forgiving them. You know, you you see certain people and you say hi to them, they get... Sad, sad, very sadly, very true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and sometimes it's like, wow, that thing happened in the playground. You know, we've grown up and got married and had kids and you're still holding that thing against me. Shocking, isn't it? And, and it's really, really sad because you can tell that their life is not well with them because yeah. it's actually really heavy to carry offence and hurt and bitterness. Yeah. And you're right that, I mean, this is not even just talk but actually there's research to show the connections between certain emotional states and sickness and disease you know yeah absolutely yeah we have to we have to realize that forgiveness is a gift for us yes that we get to to give to other people and again we're not saying that what they did was okay or it was right but we're saying that we're not going to hold them in that place of judgment because god's a better judge than we are absolutely absolutely and you know when you said about the research that's been done that shows that when we um, are harboring unforgiveness and bitterness, etc., that it has an impact on our body. I believe that there are certain disease. Well, in fact, actually, every disease, I believe, is as a result of some inner working. Right. Um, because it's disease. It's, there, there's 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 a, a separation between good and bad yeah somewhere along the lines but anyway I won't get won't get into that because I'm not a scientist um I'd need Dr Caroline Leaf to come and explain that in more detail but there are certain illnesses that really emanate from what I believe is a hardness of heart Mm. and I believe that some certain Alzheimer's certain dementia is as a result of hardness of heart where people have harbored certain things for so long. And I want to share this story actually of someone. And and by the way, I'm not saying all. So, I, you know, I don't want people to come and say, oh, you know, my mother's got, you know, you said she got hardness of heart. Listen, I don't know. I'm just saying that there, I really believe that there are some sicknesses that emanate from a hardness of heart. Uh, there is a story. I can't remember what book I was reading now. It may have been an audio book, but this particular preacher went into a nursing home to go visit somebody like a friend's mum. And she'd been in the home for, I don't know how long. And she had, it was either Alzheimer's or dementia. I'm not sure which one. He got talking to her and you know, they have their lucid moments every now and again, Mm. where they speak sense. And in essence, she went back to something that had happened in her childhood that she could not, and Fran, remind me if I forget, forgive self, right? Mm. She, something had happened and she could not forgive herself and she could not believe 
that God could forgive her of this thing. And she believed that what was going on with her now, and which is why I say certain illnesses, she believed that she deserved that. And I know people who have cancer who believe that they deserve that. You know, I, I've, I've done, I must have done something wrong. Anyway, this person ministered to her and she started crying. The Holy Spirit entered that room and she started crying and she made the decision to forgive herself for what had happened and acknowledge, acknowledged that God had forgiven her too. I believe it was two weeks later, she walked out of that nursing home whole. She walked out of mm. that nursing home whole. Yeah, wow. That's so that's so deep. But it shows the the stronghold, the unforgiveness yeah. and yeah. bitterness and resentment can have. Even, you know, like you said, when we don't when we're not able to forgive ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, to release ourselves from that same judgment. Yeah. You know, we are we are so human <laughs> and we're so imperfect. Yeah. And we make mistakes, we mess up. But like we said, well, no, no, we're talking about it. You know, the fi forgiving ourselves is key. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to quickly uh, um, go back to, we mm. talked about when I went to the Millionaire Mind Intensive in 2004, because I did say I'm going to get up close and personal, right? Um, so one story that I'm going to tell. First start, he... One of the things that T. Harvecker said, and I can't remember the exact three questions, but we had to put ourselves in the shoes of the person who offended us, right? And we had to ask three questions and we had to try and answer those questions from their point of view. Now, it may have been right. It may have been wrong. You know, uh, some people probably watching this and say, yeah, but what was the reason for that person who abused me? Yeah, mm. sometimes... <sighs> Let me be careful how I say this. That in itself is an illness. When somebody just continually takes advantage. Yeah. When you use somebody, you're not, you're, you're, you're not thinking. You're not, you're thinking in a way that some of us would not be able to think, you know, um, for, mm. for, for somebody to rape a child, well, to rape anybody, sorry to rape anybody yeah you want to take something that doesn't doesn't belong to you but you want to take away their innocence okay so I want to make this clear that both Fran and I are not saying that it is okay we are talking about you getting free and living your life um you know rather than living with that they destroyed my life and so I'm going to live a destroyed life but um and I, I have been abused, so I will make that clear. That's not the story I'm going to tell today, though. Not of the sexual abuse anyway. But when I was at school, um, I think I was about nine or ten. And I was raised with my grandparents, right? Um, and at about nine or ten years old, my aunt and I were having an argument like we did, right? And my, my aunt's 18 months older than me. And my grandmother was already angry over something that had happened that didn't wasn't to do with me but she was already angry and in our bedroom we had a nail on the wall and our belts hung up on those nails in the bedroom and my nan came upstairs and because I'm the loudmouth one right even now trust me lord has to forgive me you tell a lie on me and I'm gonna raise my voice <laughs> I'm going to raise my voice. It's just like, it's a natural, like, yeah. I'm going to defend myself. And so that's what I was doing. I was defending myself and saying, that's not what happened. And my nan came upstairs and she was so angry. She picked up my belt. Mine was brown, Jackie's was black. And she beat me with that belt. She, when I'm telling you, she beat me with that belt, right? And then... What was worse, when she went downstairs, Jackie started laughing. I'll tell her this one day. <laughs> she was going, you wriggled like a snake. <laughs> I can laugh at it now. I can laugh about it now. But Fran, I got in my bed and I just wanted to die. 
because for me, I could not understand why another human being would take an instrument and beat me the way I was beaten. And you know, what is it you call them? Is it whelks or whales? We used to call them whales, but they're not. That was on my body for two weeks. And I remember my nan coming home from work one day and, you know, I don't, I'm not saying this to put my nan down. She's dead. God rest her soul. But I'm just telling the story because I hope that this helps somebody else. And anyway, she came home from work one morning because she worked nights and uh, came into the bathroom. And I was back in those days, right? We didn't have shower. And it was either bath or um, I don't know whether you had that fran, but you had the basin, your own basin that you washed in. We called it, it was a bowl. And we put the water in there and we wash our face and then we get in and wash from head to toe, right? That That's how we, we wash. So I was I was getting washed and my nan walked into the bathroom. I called her mummy, by the way, because I called my, my grand and my granddad, mummy and daddy. That's another story for another day. And my mum and dad by their proper name. Ouch. Not anymore, though. I called... <laughs> Oh, my mom and dad, mom and dad now. But um, she came in the bathroom when I was washing and I actually showed her the welts that were still on my back, right? It was two weeks later. Mm. Can you imagine? I had to be careful when I was doing PE because if they'd seen those marks. Yeah. And she kind of walked out of the room, out of the bathroom, and I could tell she didn't say anything, but I could tell that she was probably not happy with what she did and um do you know when she died for years up until I went to the millionaire mind intensive in 2004 and my grandmother died in was it 81 or 82 81 the one question that I said to God if you give me five minutes in front of my nan I'll ask her I'll spend three minutes asking her why she beat me the way she did that day Fran I was so I was so broken after that millionaire mind intensive we had to do an exercise where we I won't go through all of it because people probably think well that's really crazy but we had to have a towel and we had to hit the chair with the towel and get the anger out and ask the questions I'm telling you I you had five minutes or something was it three minutes Anyway, for about a minute before we'd finished the exercise, I sat down. I was exhausted. The lady said to me, she came over, the facilitator, and she said, keep going. I went, no, it's done. You know when you just know it's done, it's done? And I think in terms of telling the story today, when I kind of um, uh, got a little bit teary-eyed, that's the first time in a long time because I literally have forgiven my grandmother. And also mm. as well, a demonstration of why I know, <laughs> I'm laughing now, but a demonstration of why I know that she was sorry as well, even though I was still angry with her. After that incident, my aunt and I got caught stealing, right? <laughs> Basically, my aunt had gone out stealing with her friends and I said, I'm going to tell mummy, right, that you've been stealing. She was like, no, 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 you can get some nice things. You can, you can, <laughs> you can come as well. Me being a gullible idiot, I am, went along. But let me tell you, I'm an amateur, right? Oh, and uh, I got caught. St- it was me that got caught stealing in a place called Fairfax House. I'm so glad it's not there anymore because for years, every time I went past <laughs> it. But what was so funny, Fran? I got caught stealing for I got caught stealing a bra and a purse and like the bra like the purse I had nothing to put in it. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, oh gosh. In either of them. So ask me what I was doing stealing those things but anyway my nan was in London at the time. And my granddad had to come and bail us out of the police station. I'm oh laughing. My gosh. I'm laughing now, right? But Fran, it wasn't funny. They took our shoes off, right? And put it outside the cell door. And we had to go in different cells as well. And the worst thing was they said, someone's going to have to come and bail you out. My granddad wow. can't write. He can't spell. What the heck am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know how long I was in that cell for, but it felt like five hours. 
I was so scared. And let me tell you, when we got home and my granddad didn't say anything, and you know, if you're black, right, your parents look at you and they don't, <laughs> and they don't say anything, you know what's coming. And uh, um, anyway, when mom, when mummy come home, she did, we, we, we did get a beating, but it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was, right? It was like... More than anything, it was when she said, you put me to shame. She said, you didn't need to steal. And she was absolutely right. We didn't need to steal, right? But we obviously didn't learn our lesson because then we started taking money out of our money box, right? And she found <laughs> out. She found out one day that we'd been taking money out of our money box. And this was the clincher when I'm like, whoa. And it was only actually, it was the other day that I realized that. She waited until my granddad came home. And she told my granddad that he had to beat us, right? Because we were stealing money out of our money box. Anyway, my granddad beat us with the belt. He put us over his knee and he beat us with the belt. And let me tell you, we were hollering, crying. <laughs> oh, me and my mm. aunt, bless her. And then after we went out of the room, <laughs> after we left the room, Jack. <laughs> You know, it's really funny. I, I'm glad you're laughing about it because that's quite a traumatic story. And, you know, for, for those that aren't familiar with certain family cultures, you know, a, a discipline, disciplining physically was very much the norm. Yeah. And like now we would say, hmm, that's child abuse. But actually, yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of um, that generation did use a belt to discipline yeah. the children. So, yeah. But But the funny thing was when he left the room, Jackie said to me, did that hurt? This is me. No, but we had to cry anyway. <laughs> my granddad didn't want, he did not want to beat us. And the belt was like that sick. Yeah. Wow. He, he did not want to be he acknowledged that what we did was wrong, but he didn't want to beat us, but he had to satisfy mommy. So, oh my it, so it didn't hurt, but we had to cry. Yeah. yeah. Make up noise. <laughs> And, so, and you know what's really funny? Like you're sat here now, and no one would ever believe you've been in a prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember. I remember telling my HR manager um, when I was at Direct Line, and um, we were talking about spent convictions and whatever. And I said, "Yeah, I got caught stealing." But I was telling my HR manager was like, "What you?" Uh, and honestly, and I said to her, "If I went for a job." And they asked me whether I've had any convictions spent or not. I said, I would straight up tell them, yeah, when I was 10 years old, I got caught stealing. And she was like, but why would you be so honest? I said, because strictly speaking, I was 10 years old and a fool. And if you want to hold that against me for doing such stupid things at 10 years, old, I don't want to work for you anyway. But we used to we used to laugh about that so much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in the prison cell there. That was just too funny, man. I still remember the shoes I had on as well. <laughs> the red clogs, wow. right? And just that weekend was just the most terrible weekend because I was thinking you're going to get it. And actually, it was after that that I got born again. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously it wasn't it wasn't long after that that I became born again and do you know interestingly we're talking about forgiveness and we're going to wrap up in a minute when I got born again I still thought that I wasn't worthy to be born again because I still had that instant on my mind I would go to Sunday school Sunday school mind and think people are watching me because they know that you know I, I, um, I stole stuff and um, we had this big old meeting not long after because if you saw the stuff that they emptied out and put on the table that we'd stolen, just stupid nonsense. And you know, those little slinkies, the one that you put on the stairs and then they move them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted one of them, right? <laughs> and I stole one. I didn't get it. And you know, up to this day, up to this day, I want one, but I don't want one because it was like... <laughs> <laughs> you got me lord i need deliverance yeah but um but yeah so so basically we we even take if we're not careful going back to forgiving ourselves we take things that happened even before we got born again and we ask whether we're worthy and let me tell you i don't know about you fran but i wash to get clean i don't get clean and then decide to wash yeah, to shower. You, mm. don't, you, you don't clean yourselves. And that's what God does. That's, that's the gift of what God does and the gift of what we should allow other people to have so that we're not holding them hostage. 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's such a big story. And I think what's interesting to me is, you know, the first story about when your grandmother, you know, beat you quite severely, how many years you held that because and and also you were still living with her, you still had a functioning relationship, yet inside this thing was still there and oftentimes I think when we don't have the answers that also holds us back like if we could understand why or if we will explain why Mm. it helps but we also have to forgive and release without the explanation yes and this is where our surrender to to God and our saying Lord you know I may not know you know but wow yeah yeah and I think maybe for some people here or, or listening to this podcast, there are people that you live with or you are in close relationship with and there's something under the surface, you know, that you maybe they've been holding. Yeah. And I think we would just encourage you to really take that step and choose yeah. to forgive so that you're free, so that you can walk with less burdens and just less weight. You know, yeah. freedom is yeah. ours and freedom feels good, but it's also light you know yes um sometimes if we think about a physical weight loss journey for those who've ever lost a significant amount of weight it's amazing how different your body feels Mm -hmm. and how you can do things you never knew you could do because you haven't got physical weight bearing you down and actually unforgiveness bitterness resentment they're like weights on our back yes that hold us down and they hinder us from moving forward yeah um i always had this um you know the whole thought because both you and I, we sometimes speak in public or we're even here or we can mm. be doing live. And actually, if someone comes on or they're sat in the audience and there's history there and we've not forgiven. And I, I had this happen to me one time. I was called in to speak at this pastor and leaders conference. Yeah. And somebody from my past was sat on the second row. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'd not seen them in years. And there'd been a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, I had forgiven them. But to actually see them in person was very different. And mm. if I hadn't have forgiven them, how on earth would I have served the audience well with yeah, the message I was delivering yeah. if I've just got this underlying, yeah. just awful feeling? Mm. And before you know it, they're my focus. I'm talking to the audience, yes. but I'm focusing on them. I'm remembering yeah. what was done and then I'm getting yeah. more angry. And then people are like, whoa, this is not the friend that we invited mm. to come and speak. Mm. So it, it's, you know, it is for us. But like we said yeah. in the other podcast, everything impacts on other people as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Which is again why I said the Lord's Prayer is a collective prayer because yeah. Jesus starts with our Father and then he says, forgive us this day our daily get sorry give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses Mm. as we forgive those who trespass against us it's a it's yeah it's not just an intertwined prayer but it's a collective prayer because as Mm. you said fran we are the body of christ the hand can't function properly without the foot absolutely yeah we can adapt because I've seen people with no arms and no legs do some amazing mm. things that I couldn't do. We can adapt, but how much easier it is. God gave us the hand with fingers, etc., to do certain functions. And when we decide that, well, we're not going to cut our hand off, we wouldn't cut our hand off, but yet there's an element of us that we cut off when we choose not to forgive. Yeah, absolutely. So, so so powerful and you know I, I really believe that the stories we share they each have so much significance yeah. and I think they'll re- they'll resonate for individuals and it should be a reminder that you're not alone in that experience or what you've gone through or the harm that was done that's left you in a place of unforgiveness and, and bitterness and if anything from the stories we've shared it should be such an encouragement about the difference forgiveness makes yeah absolutely yeah yeah so <clears throat> fran thank you so very much uh again i am okay. going to mention it that fran's written a book called surviving spiritual abuse and in that book she shares some of the elements of people being abused in lots of different circumstances right fran it's not yeah. you, you know it could be physical it could be sexual it could be um uh 
financial, yeah. psychological. Psychological, yeah. that's the word I'm trying to think of, yeah. I was going to say mind games, but yeah, <laughs> which which is what it really is, yeah. Um, and what Fran does when she writes the book, and I, I often say to Fran, this is such a heavy subject, but I love the fact that Fran tends to go from a perspective of you've got to live your life now, so receive that gift of forgiveness you know, this isn't a there, 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 you know, let's patch up the wound. Because, you know, if you put a Band-Aid on something and you don't give it fresh air, I'm saying Band-Aid, plaster, we call it in England. <laughs> Band-Aid for the Americans. <clears throat> it's going to it's gonna get infested, right? Infected, yeah. infect, infested, infected. And, you know, when we don't forgive, as we've said, it is very much a, a physical thing, an emotional thing that literally goes down into our subconscious and can cause all kinds yeah. of problems in our bodies. So I honestly recommend that you go get this book, go check out uh, Fran's website. You'll see the book on the website and uh, yeah, be conscious on a daily basis. Ask yourself, who do I have to forgive? And before I forget, because I don't know whether I said that my grandmother has been yeah, I did say that. I did say that, didn't I? That my grandmother's dead because I said, you know, yeah, when you're forgiven, it doesn't make any difference whether they're dead or alive. You still yes. got to release yourself from that bondage. And um, so, yes, when you're praying the Lord's Prayer, don't just skip over that bit because it, it, it's it's uh, it's too uncomfortable for you to stay there. Sit with it. Mm. Sit with it. Sit in that area and just ask ask yourself what gift can I have what will my gift look like what will my life look like when I choose to forgive that person and one other thing Fran gosh I was going to say this and I completely forgot I am so glad I remembered you were speaking and you were saying about the difference between when you forgive and then the um uh the hurt the 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 hurt that um goes away after we have to f think about timelines that when we choose to forgive and when the hurt stops is not necessarily going to be the same time and I hope with me sharing the story with what happened with my grandmother demonstrates to you that I'd chosen to forget actually on that occasion I it happened at the same time because of the exercise that was going on uh, the, the exercise that we were doing. So I actually forgave and got rid of the hurt at the same time. But sometimes there could be a gap of years between. Yeah, there really can. And it's also a process because different yeah. types of hurt that's done to us has a different impact on our yeah. souls, yeah. you know, and we have to just be okay with embracing a, a journey of of healing mm. in whatever way that looks like but it's very hard to heal without forgiving because you're still attached to that hurt um i once described in a video i did that imagine like let's say imagine that you trish hurt me mm -hmm. if then i've got like a string attached to me and you so everywhere i go i'm carrying you with me because i'm carrying that same offense and hurt and then somebody else hurts you <clears throat> yeah, before you know, you're walking around with 15 people attached to you. But as you forgive, you yeah. cut the string and you let them go. Yes. And then that wound yeah. has an opportunity to be healed, yes. you know. Yeah. In, but in the same way that, you know, a cut on your leg is different from a broken leg. But like you said, the timelines for healing looks different. Yeah. But forgiveness is definitely just that first step. Yes. Amen. Yes. And remember what we said. Forgiveness is a must. Reconciliation requires two people that reconciliation might not come but you set yourself free you allow yourself i should say to live in the freedom that christ has given you by just choosing to forgive yeah absolutely excellent oh fran thank you so very much fran do you have any last words i should have i should have warned you beforehand but do you have any last <laughs> words i'll let you have the final say <laughs> Thank you. I, well, it's, firstly, it's been such an honour to be here. I think we've had some great conversation. Just just be reminded that forgiveness, it's, it's for you. It's for us as individuals. Yeah. And it is a gift that we can receive and give to other people. And you will never regret forgiving somebody. Because when you taste Excellent. that freedom, you will want to hold on to it. Excellent. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So, guys, thank you so much for being here again. 
for watching this video, I should say, because we're not live. Um, and I should be back next week with Susan for the final. Uh, I think it's the final. Where are we? Um, forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then we are going to finish off with for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Um yeah, on, uh, on another episode. There's there's kind of an interesting twist to that one. So, yeah, if you've watched up until now, you definitely want to watch that last one as well. But uh, Fran, again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, guys, thank you for watching. Please leave your comments. Please, please, please. I'm asking you to um, give a th uh, not a thumbs up. What do you do on review? What do you do on podcasts? <laughs> Uh, I think, do you, do you rate them? R rate, thank you. Them? Yes, rate rate the podcast. Yes, and uh, and subscribe to the podcast. And also share this, you know, uh, share the podcast with other people that you think would benefit from listening. Because, you know, we're not doing this because we just enjoy doing podcasting. We're doing this because, as I said right at the start, I want people to be set free. So, okay, that's Amen. it for now. Thank you very much. Ciao for now. <laughs>